Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. A couple days late on the episode drop this week. We're doing something a little bit different. What you're going to be hearing in just a few minutes is a special interview with Will Deutschendorf, who played Oscar in Ghostbusters 2, along with his brother Hank. Uh, but we'll get to that in just a couple minutes. Um, basically, we've been shuffling around our schedules, trying to get as much content out as possible. We are working on some really cool stuff that everybody will know about in the next couple of days and weeks, but uh, including some virtual panels for, for DragonCon. DragonCon is going virtual this year, so we're going to be doing some participation uh, for a couple panels and, and, and all sorts of cool stuff, and, and then some other fun surprises along the way that we can't quite talk about just yet, but very fun nonetheless. Uh, so for, for a pandemic and a quarantine, we, uh, we're staying pretty busy. Now, it's almost two in the morning, and I'm finally sitting down. Uh, today was going to be a day that I didn't do anything YHS related, and I ended up doing a ton of stuff for Yes Have Some today. So, uh, But that's cool. I'm, I'm excited about everything we got going on. It's been a crazy year. But uh, we're doing it. So wanted to go ahead and let everybody know that on Patreon just dropped a bonus episode, almost an hour, uh, another edition of Yes Have Some Fake Hangups, where it's a 100% real phone call, a recorded phone call between Jacob Walsh and myself. And uh, you can you can kind of be a fly on the wall and listen to uh, the listen to what one of our conversations is like. And uh, uh, spoiler alert, it's not too different from an episode of Yes Have Some. Uh, we we cover like a rapid fire all sorts of topics, uh, lots of fun. We talked about Clash of the Titans. We talked about horror movies and comedies and Ghostbusters and uh, all sorts of stuff. So uh, if you're not part of our Patreon family and our Patreon community, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash yes, have some. It's only five bucks a month. You get all the bonus content we put up a couple episodes a month. Sometimes it's 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes it's almost an hour like today. Um, but really, it's just a, a way to directly support Yes, have some podcast. If you're a listener, if you're part of the community and you want to chip in five bucks a month for some bonus content, it really helps us out a lot. Helps us pay for all the hosting costs and the server costs and all the stuff that's associated with with doing a podcast. So uh go to patreon.com slash yes have some and, and the cool thing is if you sign up, you get access to our complete archive. So gosh, almost two years of of bonus content that's uh never been released on the main feed. So um we're going to keep that going, keep it coming. And, and, uh, we got some fun stuff planned for that as well. But, uh, yeah, if you're already part of the Patreon, uh, family, the Patreon community, head over there and, and check out the, uh, the new episode. Cause uh, that literally just dropped. <laughs> Jake and I had an almost hour phone call tonight. I recorded the whole thing because, uh, I, I had a feeling it was going to be one of those chats and it was, and, uh, we put it up. So, um, I let him know that I was recording though. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't break any laws. Um, although that would have been funny if I would have just done that, um, without him knowing. So check that out. I also want to let everybody know we're doing a lot on YouTube these days. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the YouTube channel because it's kind of content that's completely separate from what we do on the podcast. A lot of toy centric content, unboxings, reviews, and, and things like that. And of course, We've done three episodes now, myself and and our, our great friend and, and part of the YHS family and uh, basically officially, you know, Ryan Dole and John Yerkeba are, are kind of uh, 
the fourth and fifth members of Yes Have Some Podcasts, and they have been for a long time. But we, we love those guys, and, and Ryan and myself have been doing Toy Anxiety, which is kind of a spin-off YouTube-only show where Ryan and I get together on Saturday mornings and, and, and drink coffee and uh, and talk about all of our toy stress. So uh, check out Toy Anxiety. It's on the Yes Have Some YouTube channel. Uh, just dropped a new episode today. So uh, like I said, we're keeping uh, very, very busy, um, all things considering. And listen, summer's almost over. We've got Bill and Ted in a couple weeks. we got DC Fandom next week. So we're going to get the first trailer for Suicide Squad. We're going to get, you know, maybe the first trailer for the Batman and there's just a there's a lot going on and and I know it's a weird time in the world and things have been stressful um we're, I don't think anybody's going to forget 2020 anytime soon even though I know a lot of people want to forget it but listen it's almost fall we've got big movies coming out whether or not they're streaming or in theaters they're coming so black widow's coming and wonder woman's coming and and tenet and bill and ted and uh coming to america is still supposed to come out in december the coming to america sequel which I'm God, I want to see a trailer for that. I'm, I'm very excited to see what that's all about. Uh, and then, uh, then we'll be getting into the new year and we'll all hopefully be getting, you know, vaccinated and, and whatever's going to happen with, with damn COVID-19. And we'll, uh, we'll all have Ghostbusters Afterlife to look forward to. So um, I hope everybody's out there uh, staying safe, staying healthy, uh, being vigilant in your uh, uh avoidance of, of getting a coronavirus. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody's just hanging in there. I just wanted to take a few minutes to say that we very much appreciate our audience and our community. And, uh, the last plug, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into it is, man, if you're not part of yes, have some group therapy, which is our official Facebook group, you really got to get in there. It's one of the best Facebook groups. It's no drama, no toxic bullshit, we just have fun. We talk toys. We talk movies. We talk about YHS episodes. We talk about, you know, a lot of our listeners have started their own podcasts and own YouTube channels. And it's just awesome. It's a, it's a community of like-minded, creative, fun people with a sense of humor. And really, being a toy collector in 2020, you got to have a sense of humor. So uh, we talk uh, about all sorts of stuff in there. And there's no memes allowed. So it's actually good content, good quality discussions. So uh, I, I want you to go over. It's a free group. There's no cover charge at the door. Um, but I, I think I'd pay to be in there. I, I say it every week. It's it's the most fun place on the internet because you can really, really get into some good discussions. There's good people, people helping each other out, finding all these toys. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a good place to be as we lead up to Ghostbusters Afterlife. So check out Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Join today and uh, have, have some fun on the internet for once, okay? Cool. So we're going to get into this interview now. Now, this is once again, uh, our partnership with the Ghostbusters containment unit. If you're not familiar with these guys, Tom Henry and Matt Sanders run this autograph group where they do these private signings with different members of the Ghostbusters, you know, cast and crew. And this is an amazing opportunity, especially these days to get your hands on official, authentic, autographed Ghostbusters stuff. So they did Ernie Hudson and they did Timothy Carhart and uh, they just, you know, Steve Johnson, who, you know, we did the interview with him and, and he, uh, you know, was the designer on Slimer and, and so many of the other creatures of Ghostbusters. And the, it's an unbelievable amount of work that goes into organizing one of these signings and 
pulling it off. I, I wouldn't be up to the task of, of doing the legwork, but these guys are pros. They've been in the autograph collecting community for a long time, and uh, they're, they're just absolutely killing it. So make sure you join their group, like their page, and pay attention to what they're doing. We're going to continue the partnership because um, I, I like being able to sit in on these interviews, and I'm a collector, obviously, so I like to get my hands on, uh, on the stuff. So uh, this week, we've got... Will Dutchendorf, who was Oscar in Ghostbusters 2, him and his twin brother Hank uh, both uh, played Oscar. And uh, we had Will on a, a couple years ago. Anybody listening to this probably knows uh, it's a very sad uh, story. Uh, you know, Hank uh, passed away a couple years ago, and uh, it, it was really a, an unfortunate circumstance uh, with, with what he went through. And uh, we we had the ability to to talk to Will at a time when he was you know full of raw emotion, but uh, was you know really keen on raising mental health awareness and you know suicide prevention awareness, and he still is. It's it's a it's part of what he does. Um, but I will say that this interview, when that that chat, and I I, I would you know, say, go back and listen to it. Cause it was really a, a great conversation. Um, this interview that we have with Will today is a little bit more on the lighter side. Uh, he's got a great sense of humor. He's a great guy and he's, he's excited that, you know, Ghostbusters fans still love Ghostbusters too and love Oscar. And, and he's, he's, He's all about it. He's very excited about the chance to sign more uh, 8x10s and, and take part in this uh, this signing. So listen to the interview. It's about a half hour. It's a really good chat. And then uh, you can head over to the GB containment unit to get details on on how to get yourself a, a signed uh, 8x10 or send something in. Maybe you've got a, a Vigo uh, Diamond Select figure that came with Oscar and you can get that signed or something like that. But uh, really, really cool stuff. So we're going to get to the interview now. Uh, once again, GB containment unit, thank you so much to Tom and Matt for uh, partnering up on this stuff and, and, and kind of collaborating with letting YHS... Uh, help uh help help out with it because it's it's amazing so uh the interviews right now thank you everybody for your support we'll be back uh with regular episodes next week let's get to the interview will dutchendorf here we go All right, everybody, welcome to this very special interview. Craig from Yes Have Some here, partnering up once again with our really good friends at the Ghostbusters Containment Unit Autograph Group, Matt Sanders, Tom Henry. They're here with me. How are you guys? I'm great. doing great. Cool. I don't know how Tom is, but I'm doing all right. Good, good. Yeah, don't I'm speak. all right, Craig. Good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I'm a great host because I directed uh, one question to two people. Uh, just to let everybody uh, choose. And uh, our special guest uh, this afternoon, all the way from California. I'm not sure which part. I'm, we're going to get into that. Will Dutchendorf, you know him from Ghostbusters 2. Still the greatest Ghostbusters movie, in my opinion. And uh, hopefully everybody's looking forward to Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I'm just I'm just wanting to make sure that it does not exceed the 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 glory that is Ghostbusters too, but we'll get into that as well. Uh, Will, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I, I'm in San Diego, so it's it's a scorching like 85 degrees or something today. So I really can't complain. Uh, but for us, it's hot. This is a hot day, so I'm I'm doing the best I can in my AC here. 
Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, for those of you listening to this, Will, you're in a, uh, you know, you are a martial arts instructor. You are in some sort of, I'm going to say all the wrong words, so please don't uh, don't get upset. But it looks like some sort of secret dojo or, or, or what? Well, where are you? That's what I'm asking. You know, since in San Diego, we're not supposed to technically be teaching out of gyms right now. I am going to say it is a secret location, but we're just hiding in the business park out here in uh, Forest Ranch. So luckily it's it's county and sheriffs really don't care if you're trying to teach martial arts out here. So they're not they're not being too stingy about it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, I'll, I'll defer to Tom for a second. I know that you, you guys have met multiple times and, and uh, Tom's going to tell us a little bit, I think, about what uh, what we're doing here. Sure. Uh, well, Will, it's good to see you again. Um, you know, last summer we had a really great uh, response. You were actually our first private signing um, that we had announced, um, and we were really happy to bring you to the fans and, and get you know personal items and pre-order photographs, autographs. And so last year you and I had talked about doing it again, and so we wanted to work with you again and, and get some more of that stuff out there and and definitely you know help out a good cause. Um, and so here we are, and we wanted to chat with you. We didn't have a time uh, to chat last time, but you and I kind of did one-on-one. And we've been doing these interviews lately and just kind of getting things out there on the record. Uh, and people seem to enjoy it. So we wanted to have a chat with you, even though, you know, your your exposure with Ghostbusters when you were very, very little. <laughs> you know, you're still a big part of that that family. So we're happy to have you here today. Cool. And uh, I really appreciate it. Last year when you guys did that for Survivors of Suicide Loss, that was a big help to them because I, it's not an organization that people usually think about supporting, but it does make a huge difference having those support groups for people who lost someone. So I really did appreciate that. So I have no problem sure. again. How are they doing this year with, with the virus? Uh, is the, the annual walk still a scheduled thing or it's a virtual walk. So it's like, <laughs> you know how it is these days. Everything's, everything's weird and uh novel but yeah they're gonna do gosh i'm horrible i should, <laughs> I should know the date but novel. it's coming up in the next month or two and i the reason i remember is it's like well you just basically like start a timer and start walking somewhere and you walk a certain amount of distance and you still have a team and everything they still have a website that seems like it's like from the 1980s to support <laughs> people but yeah i mean that it's, it's still going pretty good with zoom uh support groups it's actually nice because We've had people from all over the country jump on. So I'll be facilitating a group and we'll get people from, you know, the East Coast and they're just looking for something. So that has been one nice thing that I hope continues is these online support groups for people who are affected by, you know, losing someone to suicide. Because they really, I mean, it's not something you usually want to go outside, you know, to a support group to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, and then, you know, you kind of touch on it just in a year like this where every, you know, everybody reacts to, to the, uh, the weird changing world uh, in a different way. So I imagine, uh, you know, this year specifically presents maybe even possibly uh, a tougher than normal, uh, recovery from something like that. So, uh, really cool that you, you still work with that organization. And, uh, yeah, that was great that, uh, these guys were able to, uh, partner up with you and, and raise some money last year. And, uh, Get those autographs out there. I'm still surprised people want autographs from me at all. So I feel like I'm a, 
I'm one of those people where you've got like everybody and you're like, oh, but you know what? I'm missing this one person, you know? <laughs> so it's like, if I could just give baby Oscar, I'll have everybody who was ever in the, like that's the level I'm at. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to confirm or deny. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. Last year, um, we had a lot of the uh, the paintings um, from the end of Ghostbusters 2 where, you know, they're painted like an old religious painting. Um, we actually just did a signing with the gentleman who painted that. So, he didn't actually paint you uh, because the production replaced once they cast uh, you and Hank. Um, but it was kind of interesting because we had a couple of those that you had signed that it, that came in and, and, you know, people had now the artist sign those. And I expect that the prints that we received are going to come back now, unfortunately, even though I just shipped them all out to have you sign them now. It's <laughs> just one of those things, Will. It, it, you know, that's our, our hobby here. It sounds like a lot of legwork. That's cool that you actually, you know, take care of all of that because i imagine a lot of people right now get excited thinking well at least i can still do something you know for this franchise that i love or this you know movie series that i love like ghostbusters so yeah and obviously comic conventions and stuff like that is not a thing either and so for people who are collecting and building their collection this is a great way that we're able to keep scratching that itch right uh will i gotta ask you this because i don't you know, the last time we talked, uh, it's been a couple of years. This has kind of happened since then. Did you know, are you aware that Oscar for the first time is available in action figure form? I am. I am aware. I got messaged by like everybody in the world <laughs> on Facebook. Of course. So I am aware. I do not own Oscar. I, I feel sad about that. I, I wish I did. But, um, you know, I, I guess I need to get on that. But that that's an exciting turn of events. Uh, I guess <laughs> you can really just milk something for all it's worth when you start out with big monster action figures. You know? like, now, I was disappointed that he you do have to buy Vigo. It comes with Vigo. So there's no standalone uh, yeah. tiny little. But now Baby Yoda, we can bring back Baby Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Baby Yoda, I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> I was, I'm not quite as cute as Baby Yoda as Baby that would be a fun like uh, video, like uh, some sort of sketch, like you going to various toy companies, pitcher, uh, pitching baby Oscars, the next big craze that's going to take over America in 2020. <laughs> idea. That, that would be very entertaining, I think. Everyone that video. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask Will, and I, I kind of asked you this briefly when we were signing, but you know, obviously you, know, you were very young when Ghostbusters was in production. Uh, so the odds of you having any memory of that very slim, but I want to ask, um, how did it, did the movie at all impact you and Hank growing up? Like, was it something that was told around the dinner table at Thanksgiving or was it, was it any part of your childhood? Cause for us growing up, Ghostbusters was a huge part of our childhood. Right. I think for me, it actually made me somewhat reclusive and not wanting attention because that was like always the thing. It was like me and Hank would, you know, be in a new class or a new team for sports or something. And then it's like, they'd find out that we were in a movie and it was like, always like this big deal. Like what you weren't in a movie. And then with that on top of like our uncle being John Denver, you know, so parents were always like, Oh wow, your uncle's John Denver. And then it's like, wow, you were in a movie. And it was like me and Hank really weren't extroverted, go out there type people. So all that attention for something like that, I think made me, even more closed off to any kind of accomplishment I ever make. So yeah, to this day, I still don't really like 
like I know most people, uh, if you're trying to, let's say, pitch somebody on joining your martial arts school, you might like show them all your accolades and all your awards and achievements. And I'm like the exact opposite of that. I'm like, let's just see what we can do for you or your kid. You know, like (laughs) I really think that's probably the biggest impact it had on me as a kid is making me hide even more than I think I already would. (laughs) So, you know, I've seen a few interviews with you and I know you've been in a couple, um, you know, Ghostbusters EPKs or documentaries. When did you, you know, come around to it? When did you realize that that Ghostbusters was, uh, I guess, like a part of you that you embraced? You know, I think it was like, I can't even remember because it was so long ago, but they had a some sort of series where they would do interviews, you know, for movie stars. And it was like a where are they now type thing. And they interviewed Hank and I when we were in high school. And it was like, we got like 500 bucks for doing it. You know, it was like, I didn't even think we were, I didn't know that was like a thing to get paid. So as soon as it was like, wow, we're getting paid to do an interview for something we did like 17 years ago. That's when I was like, this must really still be a big deal. You know, like that anyone would actually care at all about baby Oscar. So yeah, I think that, that was probably when it really, you know, occurred to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cool. I f- maybe because like, well, let me ask you this. What, um, what was your, uh, I'm trying to think. So I can do math 89. So you're probably born in like 88, 87, something like that. So what was your, uh, did you gravitate to any movie franchises or like, what, what was your Ghostbusters growing up? My Ghostbusters was actually an anime called Dragon Ball Z, which shouldn't surprise anybody since I own it. <laughs> right, right, right. That was what me and Hank were in. First, it was like Power Rangers. And then as soon as they came out with anime in the U.S., it was Dragon Ball Z. So that I was always into fighting-type shows. So I think the big difference with Ghostbusters that draws a lot of people is it's it really is seemingly, other than Egon a couple of ordinary guys that, you know, you just threw something on their back and I was like, wow, all of a sudden they're a huge deal. And so anyone can relate to that where you kind of just hope one day you walk in and everyone's looking at you like, Oh my God, please help us. There's this horrible monster in the hallway. You know, who wouldn't want to have that kind of a role in people's lives. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing about Ghostbusters, at least for some people. I'm getting a lot of questions right now. Uh, the world wants to know, what was your favorite Power Ranger? <laughs> uh, I mean, I have to say the Yellow Ranger because my Ooh. wife's Chinese. So. Trini. Yeah. <laughs> I never really made that connection, you know, as a kid. But, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's funny. You, you knew. You knew. Uh, that's funny. Um, Back when I was a kid, I knew. You knew. You knew. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know what to say after that, except for cool. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that kind of hits onto something. So, like, you obviously were you you were developing some sort of interest in like fighting or martial arts or self defense uh, very early on, and kind of it's kind of pretty amazing though that you stuck with it. Like, because I know none of my interests as a six or seven year old panned out and like, except for the fact that I hang out on the weekends wearing a dumb Ghostbusters flight suit. So, uh, I just shouldn't, (laughs) besides that, like, uh, I wasn't able to make any money off of it. I is what I'm trying to say. So the fact that you, you went into it and it's like obviously a huge part of your life. That that's amazing. Well, 
let's be realistic here. I, if, what I do really well isn't too much different than what you do in the Ghostbusters costume. Most of the people I train are kids. In the U.S., that's how it is. So I kind of, you know, laugh thinking of the very beginning of Ghostbusters 2 where they're, um, you know, Dan Aykroyd. God, is it her, Ernie Hudson that's with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're at the kid's birthday party, you know, and I'm like, that's me. You know, I'm, I'm running birthday parties trying to make ends meet with my martial arts school. <laughs> I just like hitting people, you know, but during the day, my day job is teaching little kids, you know, character development type skills. So it's not too far off. <laughs> it's not exactly the dream I had at six. <laughs> right. You thought you were going to be like in Dragon Ball Z. By the way, I know nothing about Dragon Ball Z. All you have to know is how to scream. There you go. Just whenever they scream. <laughs> Matt, I think that that's our next business venture is we should start doing birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> just just hawking autographed uh, eight by tens to, yeah. to children. That's hilarious. After the new movie, who knows? You know, you might be able to yeah. go that. I bet kids will want to have Ghostbusters parties again. There's still kids who are really into it. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are. Oh, yeah, you- young well, I mean, I'm assuming it's all kids who were forced to watch it by their, you know, parents, you know, and then they they either stuck to it or they didn't. It's just like me making my daughter watch a show that I liked as a kid, right. or playing an old Super Nintendo game, and sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> what about with the the resurgence of uh, the Karate Kid franchise and like Cobra Kai? Like that, I feel like that show has kind of a younger viewing audience. Do do you, do you ever see any kind of crossover of that, or do you look at something like that and go, "This that is so far from." anything how it actually is that i can't even take it okay the for, there's a couple of episodes of cobra kai that's exactly like what it's like to run a martial arts school okay i mean um god what's the actor's name who plays the main character what is his name uh ralph macchio ralph macchio or the other the guy who plays johnny lawrence johnny lawrence yeah johnny lawrence's character but he he like walks out to his two students in their school you know, that he got a big check for somehow from his dad. And he's like, don't you guys have any friends? You know, it's like, that's what it feels like sometimes running a martial arts school. You're like, oh, this is great. Especially right now during the pandemic. You're like, where are you guys' friends? You know, like, <laughs> so that there are some interesting parts that I feel like correlate. Um, but overall, the choreography is just like you'd expect. It's like an 80s rendition, right? So it's it's super corny, but it's also good at the same time because of that. Right. Mm-hmm. that's great that's good stuff good insight um so uh did you guys have we we went to uh our facebook group that has about a thousand people in it to 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 field fan questions and i'm not even going to dignify majority dignify those people <laughs> that are supposed I'm to be trying to find one worthy of asking <laughs> the, well i think the 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 one that the one that i had come up with which which uh i don't know if you've ever addressed this will is that is it interesting to you? Is it flattering or somewhat disappointing that it was canonized that Vigo's last name was Dutchendorf? They they made that sometime. I don't know when that happened. I think maybe around the video game. They they just they just made right, it part of it. Right. He says his full name. No, I love that. I think that's great because I don't know if you guys. Uh, I've mentioned this story before. The reason they did that was because my dad was such a pain in the ass on set. They did it strictly because he is a micromanager. He is to this day. You know, he will still tell me how to run my own business. You know, and I've been doing this for like 12, 13 years. 
So I love the fact that they canonized it because, for one, I think he even says it correctly. He says Detschendorf, I think, in the video game, if I'm remembering right. I don't think he says it like the German version. Not right. that the German version's wrong. Obviously, that's the more correct way. Deutschendorf is like the right way to pronounce it. But everyone in my family's always said it, Detschendorf. So I think that's really cool. And then it's just nice because usually the name Denver gets so much more publicity when it comes to my family that it's cool to actually have something like that like an iconic character saying our real last name instead of, you know, that being like the biggest foreign thing. I mean, that's because of me and Hank. So there you go. We made that happen. That and my cool. dad's personality. <laughs> I, I actually have a story about your dad. Uh, like, I think it was last night. I It was when um, you were on the balcony and Sigourney is kind of crawling out and, uh, you know, baby Oscar standing up there and they were talking about the harness and how below the balcony there was some padding and stuff and your dad was on a good one uh, to make sure that it was safe and then when he, he finally felt comfortable about it because you're in this harness and stuff and he he said to whoever was telling the story yeah i think it's safe i feel good about it but yeah. for a minute there <laughs> sounds about right that sounds like him <laughs> until he feels comfortable you know he's not gonna believe you <laughs> So how how did you and Hank get involved in in the movie from the from the get go? So my mom was a part of this twin group, and from what I recall, the um, they were I can't remember who told her about it. She might have just seen it, but it was basically like they were looking for babies. And I'm sure uh, I've mentioned too in other interviews that you can only have a baby on set for a certain amount of time, so they usually use mm-hmm. twins, like in Full House. So they were looking for, I think, blonde hair and blue eyes, which Hank and I obviously don't have. And they actually even brought, I want to say, Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray around for this. Like they wanted to make sure the baby wasn't going to just cry every time Bill Murray held you, which makes sense. I mean, I could see that happening in some situations. So uh, I, and I think it was like right after they met us, it was like that same day, you know, like 30 minutes later, like, they talk about sometimes with doing a really good, you know, interview or whatever with, uh, for somebody for trying to get into a movie or trying to get a role. It was like, they called uh, my parents right away and said, yeah, they've got the part, which I think is kind of weird. You know, I don't know why you would pick us over what you wanted. I don't, I mean, it's a mixed bag. Some people are like, Oh, you guys were the cutest babies. And other people are like, you know, I could see why you'd be possessed by an evil demon. You know, like, <laughs> Two different. I never get like a you were an okay looking baby. It was either like you're adorable or it was like there was something wrong with you. You had a giant head. So I, I I don't know what made them decide to pick us, but that's the story. They went around, you know. But as soon as they got to us, that was it. They'd found the babies they wanted. Maybe we were just really easygoing. Maybe we just like sat there and did nothing, and they'd like clap and we'd always look. I don't know the qualifications you need. That's got to be it. You probably were like we're just calm. That has yeah, to be, that has to be part of it. Yeah. You, you can't be like, a, I'm sure a hyper child running around, spinning in a circle, not controllable at all. But who could blame you? You know, any one of us would, would definitely cry every time Sigourney Weaver held us. <laughs> yeah. I know every time Bill Murray picks me up, it's not fun. It's not fun for me. So I have a, I have a question that occurred to me, uh, Will, I was, I was looking for uh, a specific image and I, I found, I'll send it to you. It's pretty cool. It's, it's uh, you sitting on, or, or it could be you or Hank sitting on Sigourney's lap and Ivan Reitman's kind of like Gucci gooing or whatever. 
Um, and as I was looking for photos, uh, I started thinking back to like my own life. And have you ever had the moment, and uh, Craig, Matt, where you know you bring over a, a girlfriend or a, your wife in this case, and your parents are showing the baby photos? Nope. Oh, keep and, going. No, well, okay. So you have the the, the the moment in your life where you're showing the baby photos, and there's always inevitably a bathtub photo or you know a swimming yeah. pool photo. Um, and I found a disturbing number of photos, Will, um, of Sigourney and naked baby Oscar. And I was just, I was, how, how does it feel to know that like that particular image is out there? Well, you I know, never really thought about it. Thanks a lot, Tom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> pedophiles everywhere, you know, a hard drive of baby Oscar pictures. going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. Oh my gosh. That has never occurred to me. <laughs> I, I don't really know how to answer that, uh, that insight you had there. Um, it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't really want to be seen naked now. Yeah. Um, so even as a child, I feel like that's, that's weird. I do, um, since you brought up like bringing over someone uh, to like see your baby pictures and everything. My wife didn't believe when I first met her in high school that I was in a movie. We were dating for like a month and a half, two months. And she didn't believe it. Like, you know, who would believe it? So uh, I was meeting her. I walked to the high school um, because she was like hanging out, waiting for her friends or something every morning so they could drive her to SAT prep. Again, Chinese. Um, sorry. Uh, but anyway, so I walked her up to my house one day uh, just to prove, like, no, I was really in a movie. Like, that's the only time I can ever remember, like, being serious because normally I didn't really like talking about it. But that was, like, the one time where I was like, no, like, this is going to help me get laid. God, you know, like, <laughs> I've got to prove to this girl that I was in a movie. So that, that was, like, my big moment was, like, bringing her over and, like, trying to find the VHS of Ghostbusters 2 back then. That's so funny. I just imagine you have, like, a shelf of all copies of Ghostbusters 2, and you're like, it's got to be here. Ah, there yeah. it is. You will so, not believe I'm about to blow your mind. Was she impressed? She was, and she's always been very into uh, babies. Like, I, I always think that, when she gets older and retires, she's going to be like one of those old ladies that holds uh, babies at hospitals or whatever, you know, like they have somebody who just like volunteers to do that. That's going to be like her gig. Okay. So, yeah, dude, as soon as I showed her that, I was in. That was it. I locked that thing down. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Is it – that is kind of an interesting thing because like I know sometimes when you, you – you kind of bring up a good point, Tom. Kind of. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes it is fun to go look at old baby pictures, but I guess, you know, you could always just throw on this uh, this very popular, very known movie. It was actually on AMC last night. It's on AMC like three times what? a week, but I was flipping through and uh, there you were. I I think it was you. It had to be. Uh, one, either you or your brother. Um, is there any I, – I don't want to steal somebody's question, but I know somebody had brought it up. I think it was Tom. Um, is there any way for you or anybody in your family to be able to identify uh, who's who while watching that movie? My parents say that they can tell. My wife says she can tell too. I mean, I have a bigger forehead than Hank. That's like what everybody says. It's, but it's not like we're sitting next to each other in every scene. So right, right. I, can't, I can't tell. I, I don't have a clue. And when I'm watching it, like I screw with my daughter because we've watched it a couple of times and I'll be like, can you tell who's who? And I'll just always tell her, you know, nope, you're wrong. That's me. Or vice versa. Because I have no idea. But my parents claim that they can tell. I would hope they could. 
you know, but no, that's, that's pretty much it. I love it. Do they have any perspective on which one of you is a, <laughs> a, a better baby actor? Like, have they told you any stories about your behavior on set? No, my parents were always very good about not comparing Hank and I. So they, they always said that we were just both the best baby actors ever, you know, which for some reason just has a negative effect on your self-esteem as an adult. (laughs) You know, what's funny though, no matter what your parents always have a negative effect on your self-esteem. This is what I've found out in life. There's no way to be a good parent. So you just do your best. Yeah. Your kids are going to hate you at some point. It's fine. There's a good Christopher Tyus joke where he's like, you love your first kid, can't believe you have them, but you're going to put some dents in them. That's pretty much all the kids. <laughs> That's funny. Good stuff. So, Matt, you have children. Have you shown Ghostbusters 2 to your kids? I have not shown Ghostbusters 2 yet. Um, they've seen the first one. Because, I mean, oh, my you. oldest is... 12 now. Well, Ghostbusters 2 is my favorite. Movie? Jeez. It's my favorite, but the, the, the possession thing is always scary. Them. And Vigo is far more scary than anything. I mean, the villain in the first film is this massive marshmallow. This one is a guy who comes out of painting, paintings and wants to steal babies. I mean... Okay, uh, the first villain is not a giant marshmallow. It is a that's, goddess demon from another realm. I think that is terrifying. <laughs> um, especially considering my twin brother heard voices. I think that's a terrifying enemy. <laughs> um, but possession. All right. I can see that yeah. for kids. That's not really what you want. You know, <laughs> do you have any, uh, do you know how, you know, we talked about you growing up. Did you and Hank you think have the same experience with the film? growing up and later in life you know pretty much hank uh hank wasn't really too keen on it just like me he didn't like brag about it like the only time i can ever remember him using it was to stop people if we we're trying to get uh people to like fill out something like a lead sheet for martial arts we'd be like standing in front of ralph's and he'd be like dressed up in something like a giant police riot gear just to like get people's attention and he'd be like, hey, have you seen Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> That's like the extent to which he would like use it. Um, but other than that, no, he wasn't really, he wasn't big on it too much. I always loved the idea of us trying to get into another movie, though. Uh, like how they have the new one coming out. I was hoping that I started a Facebook group like years ago that was like, help baby Oscar get into Ghostbusters 3, which never <laughs> took off ever at all. But well, that, I so. think in, in every Ghostbusters fan film that's ever been made, Oscar is is usually the uh, the main character because it's all yeah, it's always the uh, the the extent of of the the brainstorming meeting for the script goes. Guys, what about this? What if Oscar became a Ghostbuster and everybody goes, "Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go make the fan film." So maybe we got to figure out how to get you in one of those, playing reprising your role. I think that would be that's the goal. I agree. You know, I will bust out a yellow onesie. I'll do whatever it takes, man. <laughs> I like that. They, 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 these Ghostbusters recruit the the only remaining. Uh, uh, you know, vestige of the original Ghostbusters, and it's Oscar, and he's just still wearing his onesie and and hasn't no just <laughs> hasn't evolved or, at all. Or hey, plot twist, okay, deeply psychologically traumatized baby Oscar. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> we could always make that film. It doesn't have to be, you know, a direct sequel or anything like that. I'm, I'm down to mix it up a little bit. Maybe like a spinoff, just like some <laughs> avant-garde, like silent film called Oscar. <laughs> yeah, oh. black. <laughs> that, that'd be, now we're talking. This is fun. Um, well, before we kind of get uh, close to the end here, Tom, do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, signing and what, what the uh, containment unit is going to be doing? Yeah, uh, we're going to be doing pre-orders for photos uh, like we did last time. We'll take send-ins as well. Um, Matt and I have also been, Craig, you're not aware of this, but we've been discussing uh, you know, something like a custom patch, you know, a custom version of this, uh, maybe using um, survivors' suicide uh, loss colors and, and doing that 100% uh, for charity, sell those patches. Um, we have a patch designed when Hank passed away. Yeah, so that would be cool to use that one because I, I can't remember if we have the vector image for that or not, but maybe I'll shoot that over to you. Oh, that'd be great. already made. It might be yeah. to do something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because we thought that'd be a good idea too. Um, you know, now I think that Matt and I, now we've got to figure out how to get you in a flight suit, rocking a proton pack <laughs> so we can have that, uh, you know, that Oscar Ghostbuster image. I think that would be a big seller, you know. So maybe we got to throw that together too. That, I'm sure. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, you know, depending on what the situation's like in the world, uh, you know, we'll be happy to uh, to meet up or send items to you however you want to do it. We'll make it work. You know what? I'm not afraid of the virus right now. I'm a very healthy third two-year-old man, so uh, I, I'm not too worried about it. And I stay away from everyone I care about who is immune compromised, so we can meet up and knock it out. Not a big deal. Perfect. Cool. To me, Matt, you have anything to wrap up here? No, I just want to say that I, I appreciate so much of what you're doing with the charities and like Craig was saying, especially in this series of what I do in my line of work, <clears throat> mental health is such an important thing right now. And it's a tough season. And so I love, I love the charity and we want to support and, and, and do that. And we're just thankful that you would uh, humor us collectors and be willing to sign some stuff for us again. Awesome. Cool. Can't wait. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank thank you so much for uh, spending some time. And everybody, go get your uh, your your Will Dutchendorf autographs because uh, you know Will, you don't really you haven't done a whole lot of you know special appearances or conventions. So this is kind of your only chance to 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 do something like this. Uh, unless unless somebody shows up at the business park that we're not going to talk about. Find me in the business park before us. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool. Well, All thank right, you so great. much. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Take care. Take care. Thank you.